So I'm so excited to have our next guest. Uh, ladies, brace yourselves, okay? He's super handsome, super amazing, great at sales. He's an amazing Justin, okay? He basically got everything going for him. He's worked with Grant Cardona of 10X. Uh, he works even on Thanksgiving. He has his, he has like six Airbnbs. It's a really interesting immigrant, immigrant background and he runs his own real estate business. He's going to teach you the sales secrets, okay? Uh, maybe not all of them, but just a taste enough so that you can be working with this great sales machine killer dude okay so hi justin so good to have you here how are you doing hey i am doing awesome if i was doing any better i might be uh running a funny millionaires contest oh my god contest. <laughs> um you don't know the background story of this and i'm not gonna share with the listener i told you a little bit in the beginning but oh my god i'm having like uh meltdowns but i think it's a, I, it's a good meltdown. Does that make any sense? Like I'm tired, but I like doing it, but I'm still tired. But I like, you no, know, I, I've been, I've been right <laughs> there with you. No, yeah. I, I know exactly what you mean. Like when, you know, end of a long day, you're just completely beat and uh, everything hurts, but you feel great. Yeah, exactly. You, you got a lot it. of things done. <laughs> exactly. And you just like it. Cause I feel like it's, it's, it's like a mission from God or something. Okay. So let's talk about your last name. Cause it's so freaking cool. I was still scared to say it. It's like, maybe I'll say it. Maybe <laughs> okay. Like what, why is your last name so cool? And where is it from? All right. So my last name's Indonesian, uh, you know, Kusu Moi Dogdo. So it's 13 letters long, literally half the alphabet. And yeah, don't worry about tripping up. It messed up every single teacher I've ever had. So you, you, you know, you take you, like, go ahead. Do you take a long time on like the fill in the bubble test? Like, do, does everyone like look at you like, oh my God, Justin's still like filling in the bubbles. <laughs> yeah, that's part of it. Also, the bubbles don't even fit at all. Like uh, the bubbles have like 10 spaces and my last name's 13. So I can't I even get my like name right on them. Uh-huh. Like, cause, cause like one of my best friends, she's an Indian. I don't know why you guys have such cool last names. It's like, uh, Sri Lankans have really long names and then you guys have really long names, but it's enough. I don't know why, like certain combinations of letters just seem funny to me, but <laughs> it seems joyful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kusumola dog do in Indonesian. It means something to the extent of like the Dukes and then like flowers or something. Hell so, yeah. I you love know. Yeah, that's, that's dude, what it's yeah, about. I love it. Um, my name, because my name means Black Horse of the Forest, like Lee Lin. Okay. I think my mom must have been on some Indian phase or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's cool, I think now, but it was it's it's kind of weird. Um, but okay, can you tell us more about your background, like how you got started going to real estate? What's your immigrant background? Like take us take us through all all your uh, uh, awesome. Yeah, sure. So if we go with uh, immigrant background, now to be fair, I was born in America, so I'm first generation here, but my mom, uh, you know, she came here at, you know, coming all the way from college and she was the only one in her entire family. She's the oldest of five kids who actually stayed oh, wow. here. But what's really crazy, you know, this is the whole immigrant background was my grandpa. Mm -hmm. So my grandpa, uh, you know, my, like my family used to be so poor that, mm -hmm like my mom would have to sell cakes on the street to help my family pay the bills as a little girl. So then my grandpa, he got into sales and he worked his tail off. So he was selling x-ray machines to airports. He was selling construction equipment. And then he started like making it, you know, he had five kids. He had to work really hard. But then one day he was in a plane 
for a business trip. It was a small plane. Then the plane crashed, oh and he was the only survivor. So Whoa. everybody else died except for him. Whoa. That's that's luck right there. That's I the know. <laughs> it, it gets crazier. So he, uh, you know, he was still hurt. He broke a lot of bones. He was in the hospital, and then the uh, the some gypsy like came by, and the gypsy read his palm, and the gypsy told him, "You're the luckiest man alive." Whoa. He was like, "Well." Okay, I believe you. <laughs> so I'm gonna buy a lottery ticket. And then he won the lottery. Right. So oh, yeah, it was pretty crazy. That but, is oh my god. Anyways, a lot of people they go broke after winning the lottery, but uh my grandpa he chose to just keep working constantly. Mm-hmm. You know, he was building businesses, he was leveraging the money, he hired hundreds of people, he built tea plantations built coal mines, he built gas stations, uh, you know, and he did a lot of business and helped a lot of people. And, you know, he lived a really good life. So I got a lot of respect for him. I got a lot of his like immigrant hustle. Yeah. So oh, yeah. That's where all that comes from. That's amazing. So um, let's talk sales. So how can I scam the maximum amount from the maximum amount of people in the least amount of time? Oh, man. So that's a great question. I would say if you want to scam the maximum amount of people, you want to throw a big claim out there, something that will just get a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. So I think you're doing a great job of it, talking about yeah. rich I mean, it's, it's yeah. the right thing to do. Like if anyone knows how to get attention, it's you. Do you think I come off across as like, because I, okay, I don't smoke, I don't drink, I don't do drugs. Everything I say, I believe pretty much. Totally. Uh, do you feel like... Uh, Okay, because you see my post, and do you feel like it's uh, triggering people? Oh, totally. Yeah, it's super triggering. And you know what? Here's what I like about everything that you post. It's like super realistic. It's super honest. You know, I I feel like you say, you you tell it how it is. A lot of people in society, they kind of, they kind of try and mask their feelings. But when I see a Lee Lin post, I know I'm getting the real deal. So that's that's people why people don't like. comment anymore. Only the trolls comment. Like <laughs> I don't know if people see it anymore. Because I used to have a lot of friends on Facebook, and then I but I don't care because I'm saying what I think they should know. Anyways, um, okay, you totally flipped the tables on me here. Uh, so what was it like working under Grant Cardone? <laughs> oh man, it was it was awesome. Grant's Grant's a great guy. I got to see him every day, and I definitely learned a lot from him. Uh, was working super hard, you know. That's where I learned to really work. I mean, I was working on weekends. I was work. I mean, I was dialing over like 150 dials a day. I'd be sending out hundreds of emails. I'd be pitching deals nonstop, and it was it was fantastic. And I got to work with people who were making you know ridiculous money uh and got to learn from all of them and it was great made some really good lifelong friends wow so yeah. how did you get the job uh so funny thing it came back from all right just a first backtrack first i started in cutco you know the whole night uh you know selling knives and it was it was awesome. I uh, paid my way through school and graduated debt-free doing it. I sold about 800 grand of knives 
it, and you know, I recruited a few hundred people to go sell Cutco. So it was awesome. But then after Cutco, then I went into tech. I got into, you know, I was at Conversca working as like a SDR. So I was there, I was doing really well. I was the top guy. And then a Cardone like holiday special came around. It was so for like $1,000, you could buy Cardone University. Mm-hmm. And it had like, you know, 1,300 courses on everything in sales, like selling, closing, prospecting, mm-hmm. phones, follow-up. So mm-hmm. I decided, all right, I'm going to buy this university. I'm going to learn on it, train on it. And then, you know, it really helped me explode my sales career. But then mm-hmm. the way I got recruited was that I was winning like salesman of the month, uh, top producer, all, you know, all these awards. Oh, wow. And I yeah. put a few braggy posts on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some people on the team there, they found me, they reached oh, out me, and they were wow. like, hey, look, you, you should, you should go work for Grant Cardone. Oh, wow. So I was like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> so I got a chance to fly out to Miami wow. and, uh, you know, and it was pretty, it was just amazing getting to work over there, uh, getting a new spot and made some great money and it was, it was awesome. So I had a good time. Wow. That's, that's an incredible way to just uh, leapfrog and uh, people found your Facebook post and hire you. That's amazing. I've totally been using Facebook wrong. Oh my God. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I'm repelling people, attracting people to pay me money. Uh, So what was Grant actually like in person? Because on video, he seems so insane and so crazy. Do you feel like in person, he's also like that or a little bit subdued or maybe even more crazy? Uh, I would say that he is... He's the real deal. He doesn't, he doesn't change anything like exactly how you, yeah, exactly. I see him in, you know, any of his videos, that's how he is in real life. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't just put a mask on. That's, that's how he is 24 seven. He starts every morning having like uh, four cups of espresso, you know, he's, he's always ready to go. Tons of energy. He's got like triple, like anyone's energy. And he's actually, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's getting up there. I think, I forget exactly how old he is, but he's he's definitely not young, but he's he's got more energy than like a lot of 20 year olds, you know? Do you feel like it's because he found the right wife he's so energized or like just he's that's who he is genetically or like what what do you think makes him the way that he is? Man, um, you know, if if you read up a bit on his past, you know, I think that because yeah, I've read his books and stuff and like awesome. not growing up with a father kind of yeah. affected him and just being in poverty and his mom and all that and stuff. the drugs like drugs were a big thing he was like um you know he had a whole battle with addiction and uh you know and he actually wrote a, a whole whole great book about it you know uh be obsessed or be average but really the big thing is like obsession you know you take if you can channel all the obsessive or addictive like personalities you know and a lot of great people i know uh mm-hmm. They have really obsessive, like addictive type personalities. But if you can take all that energy and just channel it into something good, just like he does, that's where you can create massive results, you know? And like, do you feel like working with him, like what were the expectations of him? Because his philosophy is 10x, right? Everything is just like 10 times more. So like, what do you think was the difference between working for him and like working for maybe like a more uh, regular person? Oh man, well, I'd say working you know, working for a regular person, they all have reasonable expectations. Hey, show up. <laughs> you know, hey, uh, all right, it's five o'clock, time to go. You right. know, hey, uh, you know, but I mean, working with Grant, it's like, hey, look, you're showing up every day. You're uh, 
uh, you know, July 4th. What else we got? Uh, Martin Luther King Day, Veterans Day, Memorial Day. I was working on all of those holidays because, you know, the 10X doesn't stop. So it's just constantly working and grinding. And that's, that's something that, you know, I learned from him. Hey, look, let's use those days when everyone's home and everyone's taking the day off. Let's use that to get ahead and get an advantage in the marketplace and set yourself apart. I mean, think of like how many sales calls you get all throughout the year. But, you know, big reason I chose to work, you know, like at least Thanksgiving morning and during the afternoon was like, hey, look. Uh, I could really set myself apart in the marketplace. Yes. You know, I, I, I was thinking of one of the greatest realtors that I know. Her name's uh, Donna Marie Baldwin. I, I work, uh, you know, I grew up right next to her. Mm -hmm. And one thing she was telling me was when it was like a super rainy day outside, right? A lot of realtors, they just stay indoors. She was going out in the rain with an umbrella, knocking wow. doors, you know, <laughs> shaking hands, making it happen. And you know, the fact that she was willing to do that really made her stand out. That's amazing. So do you feel like just working for such a great company that has such high expectations, did it like improve your relationships or did they have to take a back seat? Like, well, what was it like in your personal life? If you feel okay to share? Oh yeah, totally. Uh, well, let's see personal life. You know, I didn't have a girlfriend while I was out there. I mean, you know, I got some time <laughs> off to have some fun, you know, but as far as that goes, like uh, work was, you know, really, uh, really consuming a lot of me, mm -hmm. to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. But as far as that goes, you know, I like after a year, I moved back. Uh, I had a great year over there. Mm -hmm. um, I, produced, I produced about 800 grand in revenue for Grant Cardone, which was awesome. But then I then I moved back to the Bay Area because I was like, hey, look, I miss all my friends. I haven't seen any of them for like a year. I miss all my family. Uh, you know, I miss everyone back home. And plus my, uh, you know, my little brother was going off to college mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, he was the only one taking care of my mom. My, you know, I got a single mom and, uh, and then she also fell down the stairs and broke her leg and it was pretty crazy. So I was like, all right, I got to come back home. I got to take care of, got to take care of my family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's great. You're a great guy. Sure. And, um, what do you think Sarah's like? really successful people versus like average people in sales? Um, I think that it's two things really. Like if you like, there's a, there's a million different things, but if you're to boil all those million different right. things down to, I would say two things, it's working hard, mm -hmm. but also working smart. Mm. That's it. Like imagine if you, you know, imagine if you knew how to make say, uh, imagine if your work was valued at a hundred bucks an hour instead of 50 bucks an hour, you work the same amount, you're, you're gonna make twice as much. Or imagine, what if you were to, you know, say two guys, one makes 100 bucks an hour, the other makes 50 bucks an hour, but then the guy who makes 100 bucks an hour, he also works twice as much as the other guy. Well, you know, if you work twice as much and uh, twice as valuable, you're talking about 4X increase. So that's, that's what's really interesting. And then also, uh, one, one big thing I learned about is uh, using leverage. So that just means like, hey, look, don't, you know, you don't necessarily have to do all the work yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So if like, let's say you got $20 an hour work that needs to get done. You hire someone to do all that $20 yeah. an hour work. So you yeah. can focus on all the $100 an hour work. Absolutely. So that's something that I do, you know, specifically like in my businesses, it's like, hey, look, I'm not going to drive all the way up there and clean all the houses and do all that. Like, sure, I could do it. 
but that's mm-hmm. like $20 an hour work. And I, I just pay for it. I don't, I don't do it. And now I focus on the hundred dollar an hour work, which is like, Hey, look, let's focus on, you know, keeping the guests happy. Let's focus on finding new listings. Let's mm-hmm. focus on selling real estate. I mean, that, that could literally be thousand dollar an hour work. So that's, that's what I'm focused on. But then, so I would say get, you know, work hard, work smart and use leverage. I see. So what is it like actually running a real estate business and a, a six Airbnbs? I'm so curious because, oh my gosh, that stresses me out just thinking about it. But how do you do it? Yeah. So luckily with Airbnbs, right? So it's, uh, you know, not, not going to lie. It's, it's, it was very scary to set up the first one. You know, I, I bought my first house. Luckily, I bought it up in Reading, you know, because houses are super cheap up there. So just to give you an idea, like it was a f- nice four bed, two bath, nice big backyard, good neighborhood. And I bought that house for 285 mm-hmm. which is pretty insane, at least compared to the Bay Area. Bay Area, that house. Yeah, that's like unheard like, of. That's like, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, imagine if you're buying around San Mateo, Burlingame area, you're buying a four bed, two bath with a backyard, you know, it's, it gets pretty crazy. So I decided, uh, you know, Hey, look, I want to invest in Reading. And the way I got started with it was, you know, I was researching market rates for rent and it was like, all right, so the market rate is about like maybe like 16, $1,700 a month in rent, you know, and if I was to do that, I might make like a few hundred bucks a month. So I decided, all right, well, I heard Airbnb is pretty cool. I want to try that, give it a whirl and see if it works out Mm -hmm. and well you know the first month i had like thirty five hundred dollars in bookings uh you know and that was after like paying the maid and what's cool with the airbnbs is like you collect the cleaning fee and you just pay that to your maid so my maid is free like i don't pay her the guests pay her i just give her i just give her their money wow (laughs) thank you for the business tip holy shit you just Airbnb people save a bunch of money. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, So anyways, it was, it was going great. And then I doubled down. So that was mm -hmm. my first house two years ago. I bought house number two earlier this year. And Mm -hmm. then the banks, you know, they were, they wouldn't give me any more money because I already had two mortgages out. So I decided, all right, well, I'm going to go rent. So I rented house number three, four, five, six, uh, then uh, I'm, I actually, uh, I'm closing a deal on number seven to rent the house. Uh, then I'm going to, you know, spruce it all up, put in all the furniture, then bam, put it all on Airbnb. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And I love how like you're super young and you're so driven and so already advice would you give for, I guess a millennial generation, because I truly believe that like women can't tell men what to do. Only a man can tell them what to do. So like, what advice would you give for like, what I see in the younger generation with men is like, they feel like uh, the economy's bad and uh, things are tough. So uh, they kind of are struggling and they, Uh I, I feel like they feel like a sense of hopelessness and they're not sure how they can do it. And I feel like you're one of the people who actually accomplished it. So what advice would you give for, uh, younger men who are struggling financially? Man, I would say the first thing is improve your skills to like find a, you know, like instead of doing more, you know, like say 10 or $15 an hour work, learn a, learn a trade, learn something that is going to pay you more money. And it could be anything, you know, for any different people. Like for example, there's coding. Hey, you could 
learn, you could take free coding boot camps. If you're, if you're a coder in the Bay area, bam, instant six figures. Mm. Uh, so I would teach yourself to code or if coding's not your thing, teach yourself to be an electrician, teach yourself to be a plumber. You know, mm. there are these like one or two year, uh, I, I don't know the deal with trade schools, but I know it's, it's not like as long as a four year college and it's a lot cheaper, mm. but I mean, I'm just saying that electricians, plumbers, those guys are making bank. You know, I'm talking like six figures. And if you're willing to, you know, just learn a valuable trade, then that's where you could uh, really get into it. Or, you know, if you want to go, if you want to go big, like mm -hmm. learn sales, really get into sales mm -hmm. and don't be afraid to talk to strangers because strangers, you know, they, they have everything you want. <laughs> they got your money, they got your deals, they got everything, you know? <laughs> so talk to strangers. That's awesome. And like, I know as an entrepreneur, you probably don't have a typical day, but can you just walk us through like your day to day? Like what time yeah. you wake up, what's your ritual? Like how many people you see? Just uh, walk us through your day today. Yeah. Yeah. So typically I, you know, I, I like to get up at like seven and then what I'll do is, uh, you know, literally I, I just try and relax, get, wake up in the morning. I might play some video games. I might read a book, just mm -hmm. something to like get my mind thinking. Mm -hmm. And then I go into work. And then uh, once I get into the office and I do some role play, so I practice, you know, I practice like talking uh, with, you know, my team lead or other coworkers on the team, mm -hmm. just rapping back and forth. And when we're role playing, the customer, they act as like the biggest jerk possible. No, I'm not interested. Who is this? No, you know, <laughs> and that just makes all the rest of the calls easier. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I, I hop on the phone and, uh, actually what's cool is, you know, in real estate, there's this like multi-dialer tool. It's called like Mojo cells, oh. but uh, anyways, it's like, I'm making like three simultaneous phone calls at the same time. Mm -hmm. And the idea is like, you know, most people don't pick up. So why not dial three at a time? Mm -hmm. Then, if one person picks up, I get connected to them. If I get to an answering oh, machine, genius. then I'll just click leave a voicemail. They get an automated voicemail for me. Mm -hmm. uh, then if two people pick up, like if I'm on the phone with one and then it call, you know, another person picks up, then, uh, you know, then I, I just call them back immediately after. So I get a little alert and it calls them back next. So anyways, I just found that to be a super efficient way. But anyways, like I was able to get through like 400 dials the other day. What? wow that's yeah incredible. and realistically you know like it's cool because i just press like start and then bam I, it's just making three dollars at a time wow. so realistically it's like the same effort of like me making like 133 calls but it's just like it's just constantly cycling through mm -hmm. but yeah i really like that system because it just cycles through you get to get through a lot of people you get to have a lot of good conversations that's amazing man you went through 400 conversations. I feel like such a chump. I went through like nine conversations <laughs> today and I'm already like dying. But it was dying. I bet Just to be clear, it was, uh, it was like 400 dials. So I probably talked to about like 60, like maybe 50, 60 people. Holy shit. Way to make me feel better for talking to only like uh, a quarter, not even a quarter. I, I I wish I could talk to 400 people a day. That'd be cool. Uh, I want to figure out a way to do that. But still, 60 people? Holy freaking shit. Um, <laughs> okay. So what do you think... Um, okay, let's say this. Like, Who do you enjoy doing business with? And who do you not enjoy doing business with? 
man, you know, as far as like doing business with, you know, depends. Like, do you mean like for a customer or like coworkers? Customers, because coworkers, uh, I think they're different. Okay. You get, do you, okay, my, okay. My theory is that if you're really good in the field, you don't even interact with your coworkers that much because you're interacting with your customers all the time. So Yeah. So as far as like the ideal customer, you know, just, I mean, it's, it's interesting because I know there's a lot of schools of thought on like, oh yeah, you got to have like all these different closes. Uh, but I found that literally to have the best close is just to have a qualified customer. You know, you want to work with someone who is already interested and who already wants what you're selling. You know, that's, uh, that's someone who's actually like in the market. So basically, and what, what's really interesting is like, there was this, uh, there's this book, Ultimate Sales Machine by Chet Holmes. And what's interesting is that 3% of people in the marketplace are already interested in actively looking for whatever you're selling. Mm-hmm. They tested this out in a room of like a thousand people. They're mm-hmm. like, all right, who's in the market for a car right now? About 30 hands went up. Who's in the market to buy some insurance? 30 hands go up. Who's in the market to buy, you know, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. So basically about, you know, 3% of people actually mm-hmm. want what you're selling. Mm-hmm. So I would say your job is just to find, connect with those 3% of people. I love that. That's great. Um, so um, you do real estate and I, I feel like you're basically in the people business, right? Cause sales people business, real estate is people business. Like how do you vet out tenants? Uh, and how do you decide like who to work with? Um, so let's see, as far as like vetting out tenants, I, I don't really do that. I, you know, oh, with my, with my Airbnbs. Mm-hmm. They just have instant book. I think Airbnb makes sure. Oh, they have right, right, no right, right. Yeah, ID. I heard about that. Yeah. yeah. So if they want to book my place, bam, you know, they just go ahead. It's fine. So they've been always respectful. Does anybody like trash a place or anything? Yeah. So I've only had one instant so far uh, across all six of my Airbnbs, but That's someone threw good. someone threw a big party at my place, and then they uh, they broke a couple chairs. They broke a couple like of the towel hangers and little toilet paper holders in the bathroom. And basically when all was said and done, they caused about $900 worth of damage. Oh my God. Yeah. But luckily, you know, I, I communicated with them about it. And then, uh, you know, guy was like super sorry. He, <laughs> and then, you know, you just put in a request and then he paid it. So he paid for all the damages mm. and it was all fine. But in the case where they don't pay the damages. And if you have like, you know, photographic evidence, just send that to Airbnb. And then they have their host guarantee, which specifically covers instances in that case. And I guess the guests would have their account deactivated or something, mm-hmm. but it's whatever. But yeah, anyways, that that's what I like. It's like, hey, look, even when I did have a situation like that, where I had a party and had a bunch of damages with broken chairs and all kinds of BS, mm-hmm. uh, I, it was still all taken care of. I love that. So, yep. okay, let's switch gears. Let's switch to the funny part. Because uh, you're clearly uh, basically a millionaire in my mind. Multi-millionaire. Uh, so- Full disclosure, I'm not a millionaire. I'm about like a quarter millionaire. But, you know, I'm, I'm rapidly getting there. So yeah, it's I'd say, just a matter of time. You know what I mean? Yeah, if I'd say like- give me like three, four years and I'll, I'll be a literal millionaire. But yeah. as of right now, full disclosure, I'm not. I'm almost like, you know, I'm on the way. Love that. Cool. So, um, who do you find funny besides the Democrats? 
Oh man. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot of funny people. Like there's a big old clown show that I see on my Facebook feed all the time. Mm -hmm. But, uh, <laughs> do you find it hilarious or you find it sad? I mean, I would say half and half. It just depends on the intent, you know, mm -hmm. like I think some people are just very silly and I just like, I just have fun like laughing at them, you know, where it's a little sad is like, Oh my goodness. You actually think that, uh, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I'm just saying like, I study economics for four years. Like, you know, business has been like my whole life. Like I know how markets work. I know how supply and demand works. And you know, there's just some policies that they want to do, which just don't make sense. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Anyways, it's just like, Oh yeah, it's, it's a little funny. It's a little sad, but it is what it is. So who's your favorite comedian? Oh man. I, uh, I really like Bill Burr. He's super funny. He yeah. keeps it, he keeps it super real. And the funny thing about him is, uh, he's like always yelling. Like even though he's just talking normally, he's like always yelling. You know? Yeah. And then he's like, people even ask me, why are you yelling? He's like, no, I'm not yelling. I'm just passionate and excited about what I'm talking about. Uh, that's hilarious. Um, if you feel comfortable saying this, uh, let me know, but what is a libertarian? Oh yeah. Libertarian. So glad you asked, you know, I, I, I studied, I studied like what both parties believe in. And, you know, the truth is, is like, I consider myself very, uh, very fiscally conservative. I'm like, Hey, stay out of my taxes. But at the same time, I'm also very socially liberal. I'm like, you gay people want to get married? Go ahead. You know, gay marriage, go ahead. If a baby, you know, if a woman doesn't want a baby, you know, go ahead. It's fine. Like, uh, basically, the way I see it is that you people shouldn't try and control other people's lives as long as they're not hurting anyone else. Yes. So that that's the way I see it. And you know, libertarian being a libertarian just means like, hey, you want like minimal like government intrusion into people's lives. So the, that means is like, hey, look, let's have the police because we want to make sure that you know, you don't have people running around and killing people. So let's make sure we stop that. And then let's make sure we got the fire department because we got to make sure that the, uh, you know, school, you know, schools and buildings don't burn down. So I believe in police, believe in fire department, believe in uh, roads, you know, and I believe in like education, but everything else is like a waste of money. You know, you think of like the, all the administration costs and, all these politicians who are like career politicians who don't do anything, but they just keep, they just somehow all turn into millionaires because, Oh, go figure. They're taking bribes and you know, all these special interests just keep contributing to their special charities or foundations, you know? So I'm just saying like all these politicians are like all these career politicians, like a lot of them are just super corrupt they're not in it for the people. They just want to stay in power. And yeah, I, I, as a libertarian, I just believe, hey, look, let's keep the government small and put more power in the hands of the people. Mm, definitely. So how, as a salesperson, you deal with this all the time, uh, but how do you look at rejection and how do you deal with it? Oh man, I like don't even think about it anymore. You know, like you don't know how many people like hang up on me every day. It's mm -hmm. a lot. So I just say, oh, oh, well, and then I just 
you know, on to the next one. On to the next one. There you go. On to the next one. On to the next one. <laughs> I need to learn how to remix. As you guys are like, do you, are you going to edit this? I was like, uh, I don't know how to edit. I'm sorry. But this is one of the times I wish I could uh, insert this Jay-Z track. I don't know. I think I <laughs> I'm going to do a facelift for all the podcasts, like do the transcripts and all the proper editing once I hit, I think, 100 episodes. And I'm going to do a course on how to sell, how to make a podcast. But Yeah, that's... That sounds yeah. awesome. Yeah, thanks. So um, how do you pick which company to work for? Um, where can I, you know, I'd say as a, as a person going in, right, there's two things you're thinking about. One is the money, of course, but two is the opportunity for growth. Mm-hmm. Like how, you know, like will I be able to meet other people that are making a lot more money than I am can I, you know, and will I be able to grow and learn from the people I work with? And then also a big thing is the manager, you know, what's the manager's track record? Who are the, who's the person you're going to be working with? So specifically, uh, you know, I, I interviewed with like 10 different brokers, you know, for real estate and I checked out all their numbers and I realized that, look, there were a lot of brokers where, Hey, look, they, sure. They're a broker, but you know, maybe their team wasn't producing at amazing levels. So I passed on them. And ultimately I I look at, you know, big thing is like results, but also big thing is like personal growth and like who you're going to be surrounding yourself with. Because here's the thing is like, I, you know, I got a wonderful girlfriend and I, you know, I, I spend not a ton of time with her. We, we probably hang out like, you know, maybe two, three days a week tops. Mm-hmm. Like we all spend a ton of time together. That's not bad. Uh, I feel like that's healthy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but I'd say with the people you work with, you spend more time with them yeah. than you do sure. like with your loved ones. Yes. You spend more time with you know them than if you were to, you know, go uh, home and hang out with your rich husband. Well, if you have a super rich husband, you probably don't have to work, but <laughs> that's that's how it is fun. just do whatever you can be gone like all the time i don't care <laughs> yeah that's awesome so um so okay perfect lead-in uh what's your advice for picking a significant other that's supportive of a sales career because sales is very weird uh sales are uh, kind of difficult to deal with sometimes what would you suggest oh man so there's two schools of thought, right? Just chemically speaking, mm-hmm. you know, human beings are attracted to either opposites or similars. Yes, yes. So in my case, I don't know. I, uh, I, I used to date someone who was kind of similar to me, but we also clashed, you know, you have like two type A personalities, you know, button heads. So the girl I'm with, she's a, you know, she's a very smart engineer. She's a lot more reserved. And I did, you know, right now I'm dating someone who's very different from me. Mm. And I think that that's a, uh, that's a way better fit because yeah, it's a compliment. Yes, exactly. Like I could help her bring out her, you know, uh, maybe like liven up a little bit. Yes. Engineer. Mm. Uh, then also when I'm going a little too off the rails, then she can like pull me back. Be like, yeah, hey, center you. Yeah. Hey, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like there, there's a good balance there. That's perfect. That's great advice for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Then I would suggest, you know, like 
hey, look, date around, don't don't automatically latch on to you know the first person forever. Like list, you know, figure out what you like and what you don't like in people. And mm-hmm. you know, figure out what personalities work best with you. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like going into sales like helped you as a person to develop really? Oh yeah. I mean, big thing is like, you know, as far as developing relationships, you, you know what a lot of it is? It's, it's just having good communication. So mm-hmm. I would say if you just have good communication skills, you can, you know, not only say what's on your mind, but ask good questions and understand what's going on in their mind. That's where you can, that, that's where you can have a really good relationship, you know, awesome. having good communication, having good trust, understanding exactly what the other person wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, spot on. So thanks for sharing that. Okay, so now for the real question, why I even started this podcast. Okay, how can I identify the richest man to marry, but who's also ugly and fat, and I'm going to be the best thing that happened to him? Where's the best place to go? Ooh, okay, so let's see let's see well if you want like the richest of the rich right we're also ugly because uh i'm not perfect he's not gonna be perfect oh okay so you want to make sure that he's like not that good looking like not too good looking but he still has a lot of money downright disgusting like what's the most (laughs) like easily looking dude i can find okay so who's got a lot of money is venture capitalists okay so venture capitalists, they also know a bunch of CEOs. Okay. So where do all those people hang out? Well, there's a, I believe there's a bar, right? There's a bar in Silicon Valley. They got all this tech money. They, these guys got more money than they know what to do with, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I'm, I'm blanking on the bar. It's like, it's like infamous. That's where all, like, all the venture capitalists like to hang it's out. It's okay. We, you can private message me later. Yeah, um, yeah. I'll figure okay. it out. But that, that's, that's the one you want to go to. That bar, it's got all the investors. And then uh, you got to find the richest, ugliest one, and mm-hmm. you'll be set for life. Awesome. People keep telling San Francisco. I was in San Francisco for five years, and uh, I, I might have to just hit up this place. Is it common knowledge or is it like a hidden place? Oh, no, no. It's, it's common knowledge. The Rosewood. I think that's it. The Rosewood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Rosewood. Sorry, I got to Google this right now. The interview is going to be on. <laughs> okay. So, uh, okay. I'm going to save this. Uh, okay. Um, oh, and I believe there's a, there's a night called like Cougar Night, right? Ooh. That's where like, you know, generally there's a whole bunch of older women there who try and pick up on uh you know young uh well yeah yeah i mean i'm just saying like you know you could find an older man because the older men are still there so you could go there try and pick up the older men and here's the thing guess who's not paying attention to the older men the older Uh, women so i'm just saying as as a younger woman you could go there and have a full monopoly on the older men who are in the corner being outshined by all the young bucks wow so i'm just perfect. saying like you play you gotta play chess here you're not playing yeah, thank you. we're playing 3d chess here there um, you go 3d yeah. chess you don't know our political affiliations okay so <laughs> um so what advice would you give overall to our listeners that you haven't said previously man i think uh 
You know, I, I already talked about working hard, working smart. Mm-hmm. You talk um, a lot, and I appreciate that. It's so much I'm, good stuff. Also, a big thing is like, this is a big thing I learned, is that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Mm-hmm. So who I spend my time with is people who make a lot more money than me, mm-hmm. people at the same level as me, mm-hmm. but then also people below me who want to get up to my level. Mm-hmm. So that's that's something i learned early on you know you want to you want to be mentored by someone you also want to mentor someone and then you also want to you know surround yourself with people around the same level as you so you could both be pushing each other to work in a common direction Hmm. you know like that that, so that that's that's who i surround myself with so i would focus on finding someone who you know, find someone above you, find people below you can help, and then find people at the same level. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, and then how can we work with you? What's your website, Instagram, social media, all that good stuff? Yeah, so I'm like super active on Facebook. If you type in uh, just Justin Kusu on Facebook and you see that like alphabet soup popping up for mm-hmm. Kusumoa Dogdo, I'm pretty <laughs> active on Facebook. Nice. Uh, my Insta is real estate kusu so that's at real estate and then k-u-s-u mm-hmm. yeah so thank you so much uh for dropping your wisdom and tolerating my stupidity on this uh episode i learned a lot about sales thank you so much for sharing your perspective on life very refreshing very awesome very driven and motivating um thank you so much for your time and hope to have you on future episodes to come Thanks a lot. I hope you find a. Uh, I hope you find an ugly rich man soon. Woohoo! I'm rooting That's for you. Best, best thing you can say.